Hello, family and friends. I'm honored again for my final day in this set. I'm sure hoping Pastor John will come back sometime in the future and update things. It's been such a blessing, Pastor. Thank you so much. But Pastor has a church down in Tampa, Florida called Revelation Oaks Church, and you can reach him at goroc.life on his website. Well, Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you that your word is a living thing. Father, thank you for the testimonies and the uh, advice that we've been getting from Pastor John, and we choose to obey your calling, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I wanted to share today just some of the, the different tips and wisdom pieces and just some nuggets uh, that some of the fathers in the faith have left on my life, some of the creases that they've left on me. Amen. Dr. Evans had some things he would drop. Uh, him and his wife, Rita and him, were so different. He would... I think of it like he was a diver who would grab your ankle and go as deep as he could go and enjoy the whole trip while you were sitting there going, I don't know what, I, I can't be here. <laughs> and Rita would warn you, at least. She'd do the same thing. She'd go deep, but she'd always warn you, all right, we're going to go a little deeper. You know, she was so sweet and so kind. We're going to go a little deeper. And she'd hit these deep things that you'd be going, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I can handle that. It would sometimes hurt, hurt my head, guys. It would sit there. I would I would struggle with it going, that's so deep. It was like Dr. Hicks, when he preached that last message at Dr. Barclay's, you know, he went up there and, and I was in the back with him and Doc and I saw him. He could barely sit in the chair. He, he certainly wasn't going to get up there on the, the altar and be able to get up there. And I went out and sat down the front row before he came out. And I'm only saying the front row to tell you I was only about 10 steps from the door that he was going to come out of. And I'm standing there and... Here comes Dr. Hicks, and he's standing up. He's walking, no help. And he walked and marched right up those steps, strong and able. And then when he preached this message, and when he came out those doors, it pushed me back on the chair. I remember the feeling of the chair pushed on the back of my legs, the anointing and power on this man of God. When he preached that message, he preached on Psalms 1-1, one of the deepest messages I can remember ever hearing preached. And as he preached it, my head was, I was holding my hands on my head, just rubbing my temples going, I'm trying to get all, it's so deep, there's so much. Well, some of the things that they said, I'm going to share with you some of their words and some of the wisdom that's come off of it. So one of the things, and one of my favorite things is something that Rita shared in a woman's meeting. It was a Dr. Evans thing. And it was everything that comes out of me is milk. If it's processed through an animal, let's say it this way, if it's processed through an animal, it's milk. So if I'm going to share with you the word and I've been studying and I share it with you, that's milk of the word. If you want the meat of the word, you've got to get in the Bible yourself. You cannot go get the meat without getting in the word of God yourself. Wow. There's no cheat sheet for it. There's no fast way to it. And it is fundamentally one of the most important things is that you go to the word of God. If you'll listen to this, you can't grow up as a Christian without the meat. You will always be an infant. We have whole churches yeah. of babies who cry for the pastor, they cry for the help, they cry for their problems. They don't stand on the word because they're not word devouring and eating the word. They're sitting there trying to devour and eat the milk. They're whiners and they're complainers and they're time grabbers. And they'll keep you, if you have a room of 20 babies, you're busy that day. Let me tell you, I have a big family. If you have 20 babies in a room, you're busy that day. You're going to be burnt tired by the end of that day. Now you picture a pastor with 20 people if they're all babies. Boy, do we need people getting in the word. Stop pretending somebody else can do that for you. Come on. If I have to do it for you, you're getting milk. Yep. you got to go to the word for the meat. Another thing Dr. Evans used to say was, 
He'd say, I have gotten, that's enough. You know, I'm tired of people that are chasing every other thing. They chase fame, they chase popularity, they chase self-importance and self-righteousness, they chase things and possessions. They think chasing a brand and a, a type of house or a type of car is what's important and none of it is. They chase the wrong stuff when really as Christians, you've got to be okay with knowing I have God and that actually is enough. Yeah. That's vitally important. You, God has to be enough. Amen. He has to. If God isn't enough, what is? Yeah. I mean, come on, brother. If, if God isn't enough for us, if the creator of the universe isn't enough for me, if finding him and having a relationship with him isn't enough, something's wrong with me. Yeah. If I think I want more, and we always pretend it's for God. Well, I just want to be more famous for God. No, you want to be more famous for you. God's already famous. Everybody knows about yeah. Jesus. You know, around the world, people know what the Bible is. You want it for you. God can make you famous if it'll spread his word, but it's normally to the people that never want it. So start chasing the one God, thing you should have. Yes. I'm going to give you some of these little points. You're a servant. And you're going to serve the people of God with your time and your life. You don't just get to serve them with a dollar. You don't just get to donate. If you're one of those people that thinks you give, and that's enough, it's not enough. You have to serve with your whole, it's going to be your life, guys. I always tell people, time, life, and money. You're going to have to sow with your money. You're going to have to sow with your time and with your life. Yeah. People always ask me, well, isn't time and life the same thing because time is representative? No, it's not the same thing. You're going to have to give up your dinner. You're going to have to give up that time you wanted to go spend and relax. You're going to have to give up that TV show you wanted to go sit down with your spouse maybe and relax to or that you know trip sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice. You will have to give up the things of life that make up life for the ministry of helping reach those people. It is going to happen. It will cost you. Yep. Nothing with value is free. Come on. It costs something. The greatest thing that ever happened to me was salvation. The biggest miracle. I've watched cancer fall off bodies. I've watched cysts hit the ground. I've watched things shrink. I've watched limbs grow. I've watched blind see, and I've watched deaf hear. Still to this day, the greatest miracle I've ever seen is salvation. Praise God. I have come back from the dead myself, and I've watched two of my siblings come back from the dead. The greatest miracle I've ever seen is salvation, and that was paid for with the greatest price ever paid. Thank you, Jesus. If it has value, it is worth paying a price for, guys. If, if your ministry will have a value, it is worth the sacrifice. If a soul has a value, it's worth the cost. Yeah. That's an early lesson, but I'm telling you guys, it is a wisdom lesson that they sowed. You be the biggest servant around. I'm the biggest servant in my church. People say, look, you got all these guys that help you. Yeah, I'm the biggest servant in my church. More of my time is spent helping people than anybody else in my church. Wow. I'm the biggest servant. I spend more of my time. Some days I'll wake up, I'll get dressed and I won't get off the phone until night and I won't have had a thing to eat or a thing that I've been able to do and I'll be nonstop on the phone or on a stream and I won't have any time for myself to do anything else that day. With things that popped up, helping people, I'm a servant. Yes, I'm the biggest servant in my ministry. You cannot, here's another one, you cannot, listen to what I'm saying, you cannot deliver somebody from something they love. The faster you learn this lesson, the better off you'll be. It does not matter how hard you try. It does not matter, oh, I know what will help them. I'm going to go tell them. If they love it, you can't deliver them from it. They're going to have to learn to love something else more, period. You ever seen a cigarette box? You know that right on the side is a warning, don't you? Mm -hmm. You can tell, do you know I was a smoker for years? You can tell a smoker, this is going to kill you. I never once thought I should stop this. <laughs> 
You know why? I'm going to give you this. I'm gonna, it's a great nugget. Fear is not a tool of God. Do you know that? If fear is not a tool of God, it can't be used to do God's work. He'll never use it. God won't uh, use, he won't anoint fear to go and do something in somebody's life for the good. Fear can't stop it. You'll never scare somebody straight. It doesn't work. Fear won't stop it. Love will. If somebody loves something, they'll give. This is another nugget I'm going to share with you. Lust is like a, a river flowing in. Everything needs to serve you. You want, you want, you want. It's not always physical. It's not always, you know, the people think of the carnality and the physicality of it. You know, it's person to person. No, it isn't. It's things too. It's lust is a river that flows into you. I want you to just picture that for a minute. That lust is a river flowing into your life. Everything's here to serve me. Love is the opposite flowing river. It is, I'm here to serve others. The Bible says no greater love. I have no greater love. You have no greater love. You will not see a greater love. Then someone is going to lay down their life for someone else. Right. What Jesus did. If the Bible says in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave. Love is a giving action. It yep. gives of yourself. Love is a river flowing out of you, which means if you love your spouse, you're going to give your hope, your dream, your want, your desire, your way for them. And I still see people in council that say, well, they never do for me. That's a lust voice talking. How about romance? Well, that's meant to serve me. Romance movies out there are polluting people because it's all designed to make you feel like you're the special. Yeah. Like you want to be treated that way. It's yeah. a lust farm. Yeah. It's not a love farm. Oftentimes we think love is, did you hug the person? Did you, you give the person a kiss on the cheek? Did you treat him well? That's not love. Love is laying yourself down and giving. As long as somebody's willing to lay themselves down and give to that thing that they have in their life, that wicked thing, that hurtful thing, you'll never deliver them from it. You cannot force someone to be free from something they love. You need to bring the thing that they will love more, Jesus Christ, to them, and then they can get free from the things they love. You yeah. cannot just go and deliver someone of something that they love. Lust takes, love gives. The devil, uh, this is the last nugget I'll leave you with, the devil is like a door that is constantly pushing. You ever seen a pull push door? You ever tried to pull on a door that's a push? <laughs> I have. It doesn't work. And you look a fool for doing it, don't you? Yeah. You ever been in one of those stores and you push on the locked door and then you see the other sign that says other door? The devil is always a push. God is always a pull. God will put a draw on you. He'll put a pull on you. This is how you can tell whether God's talking to you in your life. God will always pull. He'll never force you. The devil will always pressure you. You will always feel the push. That is the biggest difference between hearing God and hearing the devil working in your head is God is always pulling and drawing and the devil is always pushing and you have to and there's no time and you're forced. There is a big difference. So these are some Praise of the words of wisdom. God, well, if you would pray for us, Pastor. Lord God, I pray right now, God, that a quality is going to come into us not just quantity, not just things. A quality is going to come to the things that we have in our lives, to our thoughts maybe, to our, our actions, that we're going to start thinking about how well am I doing this? Do I need to get better at this? God, help us to get an attitude that says, you know what? Yeah, this was hard. Yeah, this cost me something. Yeah, this, I lost here, didn't I? And start to realize right after every sacrifice, there's promotion. Jesus proved it with the cross. Everything that costs us after every sacrifice, it, it is going to be there predicating our promotion. It is going to be there before our promotion. There's going to be a giant before our promotion. There's going to be a Jericho before our promotion. 
Help us to get the attitude that doesn't run scared because something's hard. We don't run away because something's costly. We don't think that's too much. We don't start to tally up the price of obeying our king. But we say, Lord Jesus, you are actually my Lord. You are my God. I will follow you. I will obey you. And whatever you say has value. And whatever the cost, if it costs me more, it must be valued higher. And be ready and preparing ourselves already for the promotion that will come with that sacrifice. Help us get this word. Help it to bear fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. look forward to having you again sometime, hopefully. Folks, if you want to contact Pastor, you can do so at gorock.life, G-O-R-O-C.life on his website. And again, it's been such an honor. And folks, thank you for joining us. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. I'm not just saying that to be saying it. Please go talk to somebody. You know people we don't know. And uh, the anointing is on you to do that. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.